What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. San Francisco Board of Supervisor Dean Preston has introduced legislation that pushes the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing to fill half of its 1,002 vacant supportive housing units and remain at a vacancy below 5% moving forward. Preston represents District 5, which includes the Tenderloin, the Haight, the Fillmore, Japantown, Civic Center, and the Western Edition. Good morning, Supervisor Preston. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for joining. I think first, I mean... You can't live in the Bay Area and not know that there's a housing crisis, right, on both sides of the bridge. But if you could just paint a picture for my listeners of the the sheer size of the crisis, how many people are we talking about, what demographics? I know a lot of it is in the neighborhoods that you represent. Absolutely. I mean, there there are thousands of people who are homeless in San Francisco, um, you know, a big part of it is just that housing is completely unaffordable, um, you know, as your listeners know. And so the the path from getting off the street and into housing uh, is a pretty difficult one, what, you know, when it costs thousands of dollars to, 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 to rent anything. Um, so, you know, the most recent point in time count in San Francisco um, found uh, around 8,000 people experiencing homelessness in San Francisco, uh, split between um, about about 3,400 uh, in temporary shelters and, and uh, just over 4,000 uh, unsheltered now on the streets. And so, you know, the challenge remains what it's always been, which is uh, get people who are living on the street uh, into stable housing. But increasingly, uh, the debate around how best to address the situations become uh, very politicized and I think not in good ways uh, in recent weeks. To that point, Supervisor Preston, I think it's really important that we push back on the dishonest narrative that progressive policies created this crisis. I know that here in Oakland, it was inaction by moderate neoliberals that got us to where we are now. You talked about the difficulty from getting off of the streets and into housing. From your perch, how did folks get out of housing and into the streets? How did we get here? Well, it's absolutely not progressive policies, and that's certainly, you know, that is the propaganda that is coming every day from billionaires and venture capitalists and real estate speculators and Republicans and hard-right Democrats and careerist politicians, right? I mean, there's a steady flow of information trying to blame uh, progressive solutions, and, and it's actually the exact opposite, right? It is the the, the worst parts of capitalism that's made uh, housing completely unaffordable, displaced so many people uh, from San Francisco and from the Bay Area, and left uh, so many people uh, homeless. And then, you know, more recently, it is uh, you know the path out, right? The 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 way to actually make sure that we house everyone is the very progressive solutions that we started to implement um, in early in the pandemic. And we were having some success, right? Uh, things like the shelter in place hotels uh, that allowed uh, over uh, 2000 rooms in San Francisco, thousands of homeless people moved off the street and into hotels during the pandemic. Uh, that kind of progressive solution, though controversial, was actually working. We were one of the only counties uh, in the state that, that saw a decrease in homelessness uh, in the first couple years of the pandemic. Uh, what's happened, though, is as those 
progressive solutions have been wound down and closed. Um, and we see uh, fewer places for people to go. Um, we see a worsening uh, homelessness crisis. And so, in fact, it is, the, it is the shift from progressive solutions to more punitive policies that's actually making the situation on the streets even worse. That's right. I touched on it lightly in my introduction, Supervisor Preston, but won't get my listeners through what your resolution does. Well, so I, I introduced the resolution last Tuesday uh, urging the uh, Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, HSH, um, to fill 50% of their vacant units uh, within 90 days. And just for context, you know, as I mentioned, we have uh, over 4,000 people um, living on the streets in San Francisco, but we also have 1,000 vacant units in supportive housing. Uh, those are units where uh, it's permanent supportive housing, uh, provides the support services people need, and they're just sitting empty. Um, it's really unconscionable. I mean, we could move 25% uh, of the people living on the streets of San Francisco into permanent supportive housing um, without spending extra money. I mean, these are fully funded units. The providers of these units are, are eager to have people move in. Um, and the only thing standing in the way is the lack of a political will to get it done. Uh, this has been a problem for about, uh, particularly in the last two years. Uh, the city's been running about a 10% vacancy rate in permanent supportive housing. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, we've asked nicely. We've pushed behind the scenes, um, little bits of progress here and there, but it's not being approached with the urgency that's needed, and that's why we introduced this resolution. So we're demanding they fill the 50% uh, of the units within the next 90 days and then maintain a, a rate not higher than 5%, so basically half the vacancy rate they currently have, um, going forward. And and we just have to get this done. And I'm encouraged so far by the reaction to the resolution, um, including the announcement by HSH uh, for, for the first time publicly uh, later last week that they are scaling up a program to directly place people from the streets into vacant uh, PSH, uh, permanent supportive housing uh, units bypassing the wait list and uh, and taking a big step toward getting this done. So I'm optimistic we can work to, with the department and get this done. I mean, you touched on it a bit, but I'm curious as to why they've been sitting empty for so long, these vacant units, and what structural changes have to happen in order to ensure that um, that they fill them. Well, I, I think the main thing, and, and this is just the case with so many issues that, that I deal with in city government, is just setting a, a goal and then doing whatever it takes to reach that. You know, I look at a thousand empty units while people are sleeping on the streets in my district, and it's just, I view that as completely unacceptable. Um, much in the same way, I mean, we led a vacancy tax on the ballot uh, last year that, that, uh, did the same thing looking more broadly at the 40,000 units of housing in our city that sit empty, um, you know, that are not specifically PSH uh, and supportive housing, but, uh, but it's just the disconnect between the tens of thousands of units that are empty in the case of supportive housing, the thousand units that are empty um, and the need and the, the, the lack of progress um, toward, uh, toward addressing that. So, you know, I think there are a number of reasons for it, but I do think it starts with just saying a situation is unacceptable and we're going to, as leaders in the city, come together 
and get it done. And I think what's frustrating to me is instead of doing that, it's totally doable, right? Bring people together, look at what are the barriers bureaucratically that make it take 150 days on average, 150 days to fill a supportive housing unit. That's ridiculous, right? When we have people on the street who we could immediately, we could literally move a lot of these folks directly from the streets into permanent supportive housing unit tonight, you know? So, so address, you know, bringing folks together to like address that situation with urgency. And instead what we get too often from the mayor on down in San Francisco is a complete distraction from that, right? I, I mean, I would love it if the mayor would convene all of us in a room and, and approach this situation with urgency and work together to fill uh, permanent supportive housing units, right? Like that's what would be the reasonable thing to do. And instead, we see a lot of our elected leaders, you know, at, at rallies, yelling at judges and, you know, advocating for sweeps of homeless people. And it's just this massive distraction um, that satisfies a lot of these big money interests that want more punitive policies, but doesn't actually address uh, moving people from the streets into housing. Supervisor Preston, I've got like 90 seconds left with you. Has Mayor London Breed reacted to your proposal? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I know media has reached out, but uh, but we we haven't gotten any reaction. But we but we have been in touch with her uh, HSH department. Uh, we regularly talk with them and and look forward to working with them to to get it done. But we'd love her leadership and partnership on this. Um, and again, I, I I hope she'll spend less time focused on uh, scolding judges for defending the constitutional rights of vulnerable people and, and more time working with us to get folks housed. Yeah, we didn't. I wanted to dive into the injunction stuff, but we are out of time. We will have you back soon. Supervisor Dean Preston, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks. Great talking with you. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.